Und ich glaube, die AM. Und die AM de B. Die AM de B. Mit dem de B. Love it. It's how we do the notes on the show, guys. It's just all written here for us under reviews. <laughs> it's perfect. We just have to pull it from there. It's really good. I run it through. Basically, what I do is I take every review possible and I run it through um, Grammarly. <laughs> and, uh, Make it sound better, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this week's sponsor is Grammarly for all your writing needs. A f- friend of the show uh, was telling us about his a guy on his course, and he like cheated his test mm. and he got caught out because he just googled all the answers and then put it through Grammarly, thinking that would <laughs> cover his tracks. <laughs> he be like, ah, I fooled them here. <laughs> What a plonker. <laughs> Which is it's, it's pretty brave to be fair to be fair, you know. I kinda respect like at least you <laughs> Yeah. You there was some attempt at like a thinking ahead. You thought Trying about Trying to it. cover it up. Yeah. You're at least conceived, I need to at least make an effort to to hide it. But <laughs> That's true. You've cheated on a test. Have I Oh, it's so long ago now, I can't think. Um, what, like written stuff on your hands or something like that? Well, our friend told us, was telling us the other day that um, you for like coursework or something, you just copy-pasted oh, so, everything off BBC Bite Size. Oh. oh, that was course, you know, that wasn't... I was in like year year 10, right? it meant nothing. But we had yeah. this homework due and my dad like decided to bring the IT guy around whilst I was at school and wipe the computer because of all the viruses that was on it and I was like fantastic it wiped my entire like 20 page research thing and powerpoint so after the probably three hours of crying I did knowing that I was going to get absolutely rinsed um, I had to make something so uh, yeah I, I, I did a copy and paste they like copied all like the webpage yep, stuff hyperlinks <laughs> yeah I thought I got rid of them all but it didn't um, and when they confronted me about it I almost hand, I almost went to go I, I handed it in and I almost went look I'm going to be real with you it didn't go to plan and this is this is what I've done but I have learnt it trust me I've been learned because I did know the knowledge I had the knowledge the knowledge but, but they couldn't I had no way of proving it um, so I passed the test and then um, no she decided to rinse me in front of the whole classroom by reading out like the sentences that didn't make any sense that's so funny um, and it was the most embarrassing day ever like I, I was I was quite literally almost like brought to tears embarrassed that everyone was laughing at me and I was like fuck you didn't have to do that did you <laughs> She. I was. Gonna, I thought she was going to wait until lunchtime and come over and ask me, but no, she decided to just rinse me. Uh, and everyone then thought I was just pure lazy. I just didn't do anything. I was like, look. And then every excuse I made, uh, like everyone was like, oh yeah, fucking hell, lazy boy. <laughs> well, it was awful, mate. We have caught you in some lazy behaviours. To be fair, do you remember when you hung up your like art thing? And it was still wet. It was still wet on the wall, yeah. <laughs> I I basically was so... That's not laziness. That's just in, that's just being impatient. I spent so no. long doing this painting <laughs> um, and putting it off that uh, by the time that I... They let me stay until the exhibit was about to start. 
and we, sw- we we did the old switcheroo at the last minute and the paint was still wet on the wall when people were looking at it. Not that people knew, but we knew. All the <laughs> students knew. Um, and I won an award. Yeah, you died. I've never seen our mate more upset over anything. My mum was pissed. <laughs> My yeah. mum was pissed off. She was like, what the fuck? Why, <laughs> why are they... It was why good. Is uh, it was good, but it's just the process. No one, everyone saw it as just art, and they went, "Oh, that's good. I'll give an award," which I was very humble. You know, no, 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 no. She gave you an award for last. She, she called it the lastminute.com award, and you got an award for handing it in last. But minute. it was still an award. It was still an award, and it, it looked good. Shh! <laughs> <laughs> I was tricking him. No, uh, you're making you're, you're you're making me sound like all my life achievements were just just flukes, Alex. Can't believe it. No, but you know, <laughs> but you're fucking lazy. You're not lazy. I think you do. You do have a bit of a um. You have a bit of a winger energy sometimes. I think sometimes you. I think you have to though when you. I think I've, oh, I've yeah, done definitely. it all especially my life. In, like it, especially in school, it, I did. I winged. Oh, yeah, like I winged all of school. I revised yeah. like for a few exams, but not really. And let me tell you, <laughs> you can't do that when you go to college. Let me tell you. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as I got to college, it was all it was all filming, so it was like wing it central. Yeah. But you find a such a good way here, like ah, cracks your knuckles. I've been doing this shit for years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I kind of adapted quite well, I guess. To, I, yeah. To, to the world of film. Well, I had exams and stuff for college, and I did not revise mm. for any of them. And I was like, oh, I'd be fine. And it's like, no. You were failing everything. Stuff, right? <laughs> you were constantly not getting bad grades. Why, why did you think you would just wing it? The knowledge would just appear out of nowhere. Oh, God. I was almost late to my first exam because <coughs> I was at my girlfriend's. <laughs> oh, mate, you're such a fiend. I, I walked through the woods to get to like the, to the exam hall and I got lost. Hmm. So I turned up like Fucking five hell. minutes late. <laughs> Fuck me, mate. You are, in, in merit to you, you are the, I don't know how you get away with the shit that you get away with in terms of being late. Yeah. You are the, you are the, the king of being late. I'm pretty good now. Um, cause yes. now I won't like, I won't just, I'll be like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> like if I have to be yeah, just straight away, yeah. I'll be like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. At least you're honest about it. Um, tell the audience why. You're known as the king of being late. Um, well, I'm just late to everything. It's because I'm I, I'm an, I have an awful sleeping pattern. Um, <laughs> but when I was doing my last job, now I'm a last job. Let's just I, you know I don't want to put anyone on blast or, or name names. No, 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 no. But you know we we weren't we were we weren't doing legal hours. I'll put it like that. <laughs> we, would, we would definitely do a lot of working hard, hustling, yeah, a lot of long shifts. Mm. Let's say, yeah, and. Um, so you know, I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna if if you're gonna make me do a do late night, I'm I'm gonna take the piss of it. Um, yeah. And I think the latest I ever turned up to a shift was like, oh god, I think I turned up like ten hours late. It was only like eight hours, maybe. <laughs> and Folks. It got to the point where my my boss, who we were all very close with, and he was like a pseudo father figure to us, <laughs> to me and my mate. He put he pulled me aside and was like, listen. I don't want to suck you, but I will. <laughs> and that's when I knew Savage. I had to, uh, had to, had to get it together a bit. But then I was, I was late after, and one day we were out having a ciggy, and 
I was like, would you have sucked me? And he was like, no, I just said it. <laughs> oh, what a nice guy. <laughs> well, when he said it to you me, it. when he said that to me, I went back onto the bar and said to the girl I was working with, like, nah, he's not going to do it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah. We're I'm... pretty good at that, aren't we? But yeah. At least we're consistent with the podcast, guys. You're welcome. Okay, speaking of. <laughs> speaking of, yeah. <laughs> Play the theme. Jamie, play the theme. <laughs> uh, yep, welcome back to Final Draft Podcast. Uh, we watched a movie. We watched an actual new film for once. <laughs> I don't think we've covered anything new since Justice League. <laughs> Just doesn't happen nowadays. Um, and what a film it was. We watched Cruella, uh, 2021 movie, directed by Craig mm. Gillespie, I think. Gillespie. Nice attempt. That's, Something that's like good. That. I think that's as close as I'm going to get. Um, yeah, the Cruella DeVille origin movie, I guess. And look, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't love it. We should probably get that out of the way first. We didn't love it. Okay. It, it, it's not a good movie. In my opinion, and I think Adam, I think Adam hated it more than me. I did, to be honest. I think I did coming out because oh, I don't know why. To be fair, there was a lot of I don't know. I think I don't think I was in the best of moods because I knew I had to go home early after the cinema, mm. and I couldn't come out for a drink. So I was already it's was already, already a bad upset. day. <laughs> yeah, I knew that I couldn't drink the sorrows away after seeing it, so I had to live with that. But no, I I think. The thing we had to go in and remember was that obviously this is a Disney film, right? Mm-hmm. It's for kids. And that's never usually a sticking point for us. We didn't give a shit. No. You know, if a bad film's a bad film. Don't matter if it's for kids because there's a lot of kids' movies that are absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. This is not one of them. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it seems that... I don't... Well, the the whole plot for Cruella, like the whole pitch is a bit weird anyway. The idea that she's like this disgusting, awful human being in a hundred... Like, there's literally no... It's a big ask, isn't it, to go, how are we going to make the puppy killer your favourite? And I think the film, like, is aware of that on some level, and we'll get into it. But I kind of wanted to talk about... Mm. I wanted to address that we don't like it, because we tend to (laughs) talk about stuff that we like, or at least find interesting, and... This sure. I I don't see this podcast as a uh, praise podcast. Uh, yeah, as a tear things down podcast. Um, yeah. Obviously, we have had we've done negative reviews. Uh, One division comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but our negative our, our criticisms come from you know from a from a good place, I think, and from an understanding of there's there's a good version of everything. You know, again, I, I, I truly hmm. do, I truly do believe that. Um, but I think with Cruella, I'm just kind of, I've become really fascinated by it, despite not liking it. I'm really fascinated by it because it's a really interesting case study of what, what like a modern studio movie is like. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. There's just a lot of interesting choices they made, and just qualities about it. Um, I can totally see why they would have made it, you know. Um, mm. And I, I guess starting... Well, it feels like this movie also just came out of nowhere as well. 
Because I remember the trailer dropped and then he was just out, which is kind of the oh weird God, thing yeah. about pandemic movies right now, is like they just seem to appear. Um, but it's got announced in 2013, apparently. So this has been in Shit. development for a while. Uh, Emma Stone got cast in 2016. And they shot what? it. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they shot it in August to November in 2019. So this has been like in the pipeline for a while. They've been like really well, figuring this one out. It's been on the out. shelf for ages. Yeah, well, that makes me even more angry. It's not been sat on the shelf. It's it, they had they they didn't start properly, but it, it's they've always wanted to do it. I guess for nearly ten years, <laughs> they've wanted to make this. But why? Well, that's a great question. And I think yeah, it's it's one that I've been asking ever <laughs> since I watched it. I'm gonna be honest, but I can see why because the whole. Really? villain orange thing is very in vogue there's a yeah, lot of but- comparisons to joker which mm. you know i i understand the the tone deafness of that comparison to go oh this is this girl movie is just is just copying boy movie i understand like you know that that can come across mm. a bit tone deaf but it is up to it's doing the 70s throwback thing the music choices it being a villain origin mm. story um and the kind of I want to talk about the superherification in Cruella as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, and they, they did Maleficent, and this is part of the... It's not a remake, but it's part of the live-action thing Disney have been doing. So I can see mm. why. And Cruella, as, like, an aesthetic, you know, it's very strong. You know, it's very marketable. So I can see why you would do it. Um, I'm just curious as to why they did it the way they did, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think one of the strangest parts that stood out to us whilst watching it was that although it was a kids' movie, kids aren't stupid. They can follow a story that isn't voiceovered, and this film is has a stupid amount of voiceover. It essentially just tells you exactly what you've seen, and then tells you a couple more times in the dialogue. Like the dialogue's not subtle at all. It's just like oh, wow, I couldn't believe that this happened. It's about as subtle as a brick, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so disappointing because you have snippets of, like, bits of dialogue that or interactions with characters that are, like, good quips, you know, they're quite clever or, you know, they maybe might get a good gag in there and and it's funny for a second. But it's mostly just weighed down by just so much unsubtle dialogue. Um, and you're just being spoon-fed the whole movie and there's no room for you to kind of have your own thoughts about it because it tells you how you're supposed to feel, if that makes sense. There's a lot of this movie where you're, for example, when when uh, Cruella is becoming Cruella from Ostella to Cruella, there's going to be a lot of that today, fucking hell. Can't even get my words out. You'll see he, her two kind of best friends, um, Jasper and... Uh, Horace Horace yeah yeah. those two kind of are very concerned about her becoming this villain and they'll they say in the film all the time like oh I don't like this we don't like who you are to the point that you think that they're just going to leave the story or go against her feels very shoehorned doesn't have any resolution as well it just tells you how to feel like oh this is not a good thing but then like as Which soon is weird. As they're needed in a scene. They just forget how they f- how they feel about her. It's weird um, that they're rubbing up against makes no her, sense. but they're also like the friends. But also, yeah, we're meant to 
be kind of on her side. Like I, I don't think the film is is make is I don't think the film to compare it to something like Joker is meant to make you go, oh, is she right? Is she doing the right thing? Do I am I on side with her? Like it's not that competent. Mm. And like the film is weird. Like I do enjoy parts of it. It's pretty fun in a lot of places, and it is quite witty in places. Mm, and definitely. but it's also really awkward in places. And yeah, like the. We we we've been talking a lot about self awareness recently, and I feel like there's a there's a lot of wink wink nudge nudge. We're all directly speaking to you as the audience, and it mm. just feels a bit weird. And it's like as much as there's really well directed parts, I feel like some of the choices they made just feel really awkward. Um, mm. I noticed like there's a, there's a lot of scenes where the camera is like shaking about, and I'm like, this is a weird choice. I don't know why, and it was making me like nauseous, and it's weird little flavors like that where I'm like, I don't know why mm. you did that, and it's more. I suppose it makes it more. It is more. It's it's probably one of the most unique Disney like studio films I've seen. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. <laughs> there's a lot of fun sequences where she's doing like the where she's gate crashing the shows and turning up in her extravagant outfits. Like that's a lot of fun, and I even mm. like the. The Devil Wears Parada stuff, where she's working in the she's working in the design studio and working on the dresses she's and having the back and forth with Evan Thompson and and I'd say that both Thompson and Stone are doing like good jobs. They're, they're very entertaining. Yeah. And I think that's been like the consensus about the film in general is like whatever well, fun and like they're very watchable and fun to watch together, which I agree with. Um. But yeah, it's 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 also just very weird in a lot of places. Like I just don't really understand what the journey was, or you know, anything like that. And and like this comes this this comes up with so it's with these films sometimes where it's like, uh, am I asking too much of it? Am I asking it to be more mm. than it than it is? Should it just be kind of fun and this kind of like funny kind of you know kind of witty tongue-in-cheek like thing like character journey thing but then i don't know it is also kind of taking some swings i think and i and they feel really out of place yeah yeah no i i do agree with you on that front because i think it is fair to judge a movie harshly in this context because it 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 is attempting so it's attempting something very different for what it's supposed to be um, and I feel that that's the case with most Disney live actions, like whether it's, oh, this whole film is CG or this uh, whole film has got like a, it's like an edgier film. Like maybe it's it's not PG, it's it's uh, like this film, it's like a, it's like a 12, you know, there's some, there's an edge to it. Uh, there's a unique kind of like visual style to this film or as we're doing like an, an anti-hero uh, story. But I think with every anti-hero story, you've got to have some aspect of them that is kind of lovable. But she's kind of just, as a character, not really that likable from the beginning, to be honest. You see her throughout her childhood and a tragic circumstance which leads her to, to her origins within London as a child and meeting her two friends um, and then becoming thieves. Um, but she's always just, she's always just kind of, is like a bit of a a bit of a dick <laughs> um, throughout the entire film. Yeah, um, but I'm fine with her being 
I'm fine for being rough around the edges and being a bit prickly. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, like um, that's that's the point of the character. But there's there's very little to sympathise. Well, I think when when the, you know with her when the friends have the arc of that they're mad that she's suddenly really mean. <laughs> I think I, yeah. I didn't buy it because I was like, well, she's not really changed that much. You know, she was always a bit of a cunt. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what she I mean. was always a bit yeah, of a shit head. Like I didn't yeah. really get that sense of like, oh, you've you've gone too far this time. She just kind of painted her hair and was mm. like this different, dressed up as this different ca- character. And they were like, well, we don't like Cruella. We like Estella. And like, that's fine. But there was no like call to action for that. They, there's like a scene where they, they walk away from her in like a tantrum and then instantly forget how they feel about it all. And then the movie kind of wraps in this whole kind of crescendo of she gets, she's like the villain, but also like she wins at the end against another villain right and it's all kind of like well where do you go from here because like you've created it like she's like a really good person she got like all this and it's like well if you're going to continue with this like where do you you know it feels just confusing and it obviously comes back to the plot and it sounds really stupid us kind of like ripping it apart because it is a kids movie it feels like it, it had a lot of potential and it, it fell flat in places it didn't need to which were really inf- like frustrating um i think it's just you um, know if it if it, if it it's so hard it's, 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 it's so hard it's hard it? yeah. to really pinpoint what it is exactly about it that i don't like because i feel like there are a lot of things i do like about it it's just it doesn't come together mm. very well it's very long. It feels very long. Um, I was watching it again today, and I was like, "Fucking hell, fuck me! This is so <laughs> overly blown." Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was talking about after we saw it. I was talking about, and I mentioned this in my review on Lairbox. You can follow me at Anox. Um, Brilliant. Maleficent is, was the same thing of a village and or- origin story. Um, sure, and. It's been a minute since I've seen it. I don't imagine it's the greatest movie ever. Um, but <laughs> what I do remember of Maleficent was that there was a really interesting meta-narrative in there about femininity being vilified and a questioning of how perspective dictates who the good guys are. And for the Ooh. Maleficent solo film, <laughs> that's very that's actually very clever and interesting, you know, um, and relevant. And topical, Maleficent was kind of framed as a you can read it as a rape revenge story, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, and with Cruella, like I feel like there's no reason why. And again, when I because I brought up why can't it just be kind of dumb fun? Yeah, it can it can be, but also it can also be have something to say. Um, and there's allusions to it, you know. There's allusions to the to the whole to the character herself, I guess. The whole the, of the puppy killer. And uh, mm. they reference. There's a scene where she. There's a pile part where she captures the dogs because they've stolen. They've one of the dogs ate a necklace and she needs it, and uh, <laughs> and she kind of taunts. Uh, was it a countess or countess or whatever? Um, whatever uh, Emma Thompson's the, uh, character yeah. was. <laughs> uh, and she kind of taunts her by wearing like a puppy, a uh, Dalmatian skin coat, and then when she goes to see her friend. He's like, oh, did you actually kill the puppies? And she's like, no. And but she says like something along the lines of like people like to believe in in a villain they can hate or something. She's like, like that. but they would make very good coats, kind of like 
being a bit kind of yeah like, and, I, and i find and that they interesting turn the, nappos, the nose up to that you know and i find they that interesting like i find that interesting about it that they're like in a way they're kind of skirting around it by going well no that didn't happen and i'm like okay that's interesting but like there's nothing more in the story about that mm. thematic idea and it's like well that's interesting like why not why not have it be like actually mm. krell is not like this bad this bad person that everyone thinks she is um but because something about Corella, the character the public persona is is this evil woman like maybe maybe have that be part of the narrative or whatever but it's just kind of mm. not um and it's like yeah. uh, okay that's why it's frustrating <laughs> it's, not, you know, it's just it feels it's like, like it's like at least if you're gonna swing for something like that at least try well, that's and thing, that's put why. it in yeah it's, it's, it's interesting because it, it it advertises itself to have those kind of swings and but they don't hit so you you come out leaving somewhat dissatisfied with the greater meaning of the film and and what it set out to do um and you feel like it could have been done a, you know just a bit better um i think they could have really have nailed it and got everyone really excited about the supposed sequel that they've got in development which uh say what you will about that it's it's disney doing their thing <laughs> Um, but then again, it's the, it comes back to the whole thing. Like, where do, what do you do now? Because they, the end of the film, kind of sums up the fact that they all now work for her um, because they've got rid of the Baroness, who was the evil one, and she now has all of her assets, whatever, has the house, has everything. What are they now like her minions? Like, but she doesn't come across as someone who would. Well, now she's do that. Well, now she's the Cruella Deville that we know from Hundred One Dimensions. But then it's like, but then she's also not. And also, like, that's the thing. There's seeding of, you know, oh, maybe in the next one you would go. That's when, like, if it was like that's something like the whole thing with the with her friends like turning on her, is something you'd say for the sequel, like where they go, oh no, you're 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 like me now, and we miss Estella. Like, you feel like that would be in the sequel, but if it was like, and I get at the end, like, well, I think it's an interesting case study of modern studio filmmaking of like, you know, we can't, we have to, we have to plant those seeds now. And like it ends with yeah. like the you know it's like the dog's pregnant and it's like okay yeah okay why do we need to do that <laughs> you know like why yeah yeah it's it's I mean if we knew that if they said at the end it was there's going to be a sequel then it would kind of make sense to me but because they kind of advertised it solely as a as a standalone film it was like well no. I haven't left. Despite how long it is, I haven't left this, the story hasn't ended in a place no, I'm that saying, I wanted I'm it saying, to. I'm saying it's jumping the gun. It's like, okay, well, yeah, exactly. You gotta like, you gotta make sure we actually want this before you, you know, yeah. start laying the foundations of, you know, a Cruella franchise. <laughs> it's quite brave to do that, you know. But that's modern. Um, that's modern filmmaking. It's like, well, we need to have this be an IP that we can flesh out and make sequels and. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. like, it's just kind of weird. Um, I want to talk about the director. Do you know what films he's done? Yeah, he did Itonia. He which did Itonia, and when I when I realised that, it started to make more sense as to why like he would do this and like some of the choices yeah. they were making, and because Itonia kind of does the fourth wall breaking thing, and um, that started to make a bit more sense to me. Um, yeah. But then Itonia's like, you know, a good movie. <laughs> so yeah. um, Well, um Paul who played um Horace, he was in um 
Itonia, and he was really good in Itonia, and also in um, I think he was in Black Clansman as well, um, or something like that. Uh, but he was like really good, so I was excited to see him in it. And obviously, we know um, Joel Fry from uh, oh, fucking hell, what was it? Um, he's done he's done quite a lot, but he started off in like TV. He's in that um, really shit. And they had a lot. He's in that really shit show uh, where it's like Romans. What is uh, it's yeah, yes, it's like the comedy show about the Romans. Plebs. Yeah, plebs. That fucking sucks. I fucking hate that show yeah. so much. It's but like, I remember unfunny, it. <laughs> unfunny shows I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, well, he's I remember like a, seeing him from it, and I was like, "Well, fair play to him that he's now in a you know in a Disney film, and yeah. I'm sure he's in other stuff as well that I'm unaware of." Um, what do you ever do? The, the dude who plays Jasper, he's like a quite. I haven't seen him in much, but he's like a good comedic actor too. And like, I wouldn't say that either of them are bad, but like the guy who plays Jasper particularly, like. He's very much doing like a. I mean, in my notes, I've just written British. <laughs> yeah, he was just very yeah. much like, you know, <laughs> fucking. Are you having it? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's you know, I get it, I get, I get, I get it. Even I think Emma Stone's performance, like her whole Corella accent, is very like. It was a bit. I don't know if nose. it's. I don't know if it's because like we are. We you know we are often we are red blooded English boys, so <laughs> maybe sick. maybe yeah, it just maybe sticks it out to us that. more. But stuff like that just really is weird. <laughs> yeah, was a, yeah, there was a lot of weird like directing choices in this. Um, Emma Thompson, I must say, was my favourite part about this movie. Yeah, she was because um, it, it felt that she knew exactly what it was. Yeah, we said that about. Um, oh, who did we say that about? Oh, in. Um, who is it in WandaVision? Oh, what, Catherine uh, Hart? Yeah. It, yeah, where they're it, it just chilling. It gave me that kind of vibe where they're just, chewing, they're just chilling. Yeah. And Emma Thompson really stood up as like, yeah, I'm going to own this role and I know exactly what this is. Mm. Um, and it, she really fit in this world yeah, totally. and played the role very well. Like, it was very convincing. It was That's very like a, kind of... And again, like, are we going to like talk about like thematic, thematic stuff that like I liked about it? I liked that she was this kind of... Her character is like a precursor to Cruella. And like, yes, there's something interesting there. And then obviously it becomes a bit too literal with the reveal that she's her mother, which um, again was giving me like flashbacks to Joker where I'm like, yeah, this was in Joker too, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, she's great. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think Stone's good. And I, I, and I, although I think they're a bit awkward, I like the sidekicks. I, I like it. I like, I think I like everyone in the cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fair to say. But a lot of it just it feels was a really, fun movie. A lot of it just feels really contrived and awkward in a lot of parts. You know, the whole thing of her working at the store and um, the boss who doesn't want to give her promotion. Like, it just feels like we're stalling. And, like, the whole opening of the film as well, where we see Cruella as a kid. And I'm like, we, we do not need any of that. I know you need it for, like, the mother flashback and stuff and, like, for, to set that up. But, like, no, you don't. Not really. <laughs> yeah, not you don't really though, do you? You didn't need the, you didn't need the Duchess or whatever to be her mum. You know, like that's that's not adding anything really. Like you know. no, and all of the, the kind of emotional strings of this movie were recovered quite quickly. I always mentioned it a little bit earlier about um, her two henchmen just kind of being like, "Oh yeah, cool, it's fine," and it's. And it's yeah. the same goes with like the whole tragedy about her mother dying or like 
um, for her finding out that her actual mother was Emma Thompson. And it's like, these things last minutes and then never addressed really again. And it's, it just feels so flat. Um, yeah, I think they had a really very... hard time stringing the plot of this movie together Yeah, in a way that felt interesting or we... like, like, I don't know. Yeah. No, and I, I could see why, because I felt similarly about, and again, I know it's like a kind of a contrived comparison, but the whole Joker comparison, because when that was coming out, I remember thinking like, mm. how do you, how do you really do this? How do you navigate this? How do you navigate like, yeah, we know this is going to, this character is going to become like the real, the real baddie that we, that we're not supposed to like, or we like, but we mm. don't, we're, we're not on their side necessarily. How do we navigate that? Um, and it's just a model story, you know. And and, it, and I I don't I don't know if like maybe because if you if you're going in that into this, you've already kind of accepted that's the pitch, and maybe mm, the screen the screenwriter yeah. is thinking like, well, we don't really need to flesh it out and make it compelling because this is the film that you turn up for. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. Yeah, it's very strange. I, but I do like a lot about it. I like it's kind of aesthetic. I, I do like the seventies thing. Um, yeah, that yeah. Like, pre-punk well, kind of you know rumblings all the fashion stuff is great uh, yeah. all her little cost- yeah, yeah. all her costumes and stuff are really cool like that's it's a lot of fun those sequences and the set design as well is great like yeah, they totally. navigated the like sets really well you felt that you were in when you were in a space or in a scene you, you kind of mapped out in your head I, I think it's fair to say like you kind of it looked cool it, yeah and it it felt all very um consistent it felt like they were really creating a world a lot of it was kind of um a bit over exaggerated and a bit cartoonish but like which is fine i liked that about it because yeah, it, it, cool. it felt cool, it matched like. the yeah, yeah you know it's deriving from 101 dalmatians so it's it, it it felt good to feel like it was somewhat at home with those movies visually um and then some of the cinematography was like quite interesting um yeah they really tried to kind of shove some interesting camera movements in there and um yeah but then you'd have sequences were, that it, were, it felt different yeah but it, but then you'd have sequences that were really awkward awkwardly Bland. blocked and yeah like kind of static and and some 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 really just extraordinarily bizarre green screen use um oh yeah in particular very strange any where whenever we're near that cliffside um, <laughs> you know it's in the corner of a set. I mean, it's like another realm. Um, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It makes it very ridiculous. That dog murder was hilarious. That was one of the funniest oh things I've ever seen in my life. You laughed I out think. loud. I laughed. In the cinema, When yeah. I watched it just earlier today, I was creasing on my own <laughs> in my room because it's hilarious. It looks completely ridiculous. I don't know how anyone was like, yeah, this is this works. It's completely ridiculous. No. Uh, what was getting me this time round was her <laughs> when she <laughs> when she you know gets pushed off the cliff and then she pulls out a fucking parachute. <laughs> it's so fucking convoluted, isn't it? It's, it's um, ridiculous. And I'm like, the, the whole plot of this movie is it tries to drive itself into a corner where you're like, please take this seriously. I know this is a fun movie, but like, it's got really kind of emotional like strings in this, and we want to you know we really want to tug at your heartstrings, and then you have. Like, but does it the way it ties I don't together. Think it, no, I don't think it does. Well, I think, no, it, well, it does in ways. It just doesn't execute very well. Like the whole. I don't know. I, do, I feel like it. I think the twist. I about feel like it, it never really being, cares. 
I feel like it. it I think it, it tries it to matter. though. No, Maybe. I think it does. Like, but it doesn't. It's really hard to tell that because it is so poorly. I feel put like together. it. I feel like it cares because, on some to. level, it has to. I don't feel like That's anyone fair. writing it That's or directing fair. it or acting it cared. <laughs> you know, You'd like when to it think was trying so, to be serious, and it doesn't have to be dour and gritty either. Like we, you mentioned, the rating. Like, no, I, it, this could mm. be a G-rated film. Like this could completely be a G-rated film, and I wouldn't care. And like it would probably mm-hmm. work as well. Like you know, I, I'm not. I was. What was it? I like because I, 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 I thought I did find it interesting on some level. I found the trailers interesting, and I thought, yeah, yeah I, I, I'll, I'll go watch the fucking Cruella Deville movie. Like, why not? Like, it sounds fun. It, and it is fun at times, but it's just also really stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what you expect going in. Um, there, there is like one of the most disappointing things for me was that. Um, obviously part of the world building is that you have like a really nice score to accompany it. And sometimes that's like a mer- a really strong merit for some of these kind of movies where you're like, do you know what? It might've been a bit shit, but the soundtrack was amazing. But like, I really struggled to kind of pick out that there was one because, and Alex put this perfectly to me, we looked at each other at the same time uh, about halfway through the movie. Because uh, a lot of this movie is just montage. Um, because yeah. obviously the pacing they oh, really whole, struggle with there's a whole, going in between there's a whole sequence in the there's a whole section of the middle act that is just montage after montage solely montage yeah and the problem is is that they're all filled with soundtracks like really common soundtracks from that era so it's trying to, it's kind of it feels like it's Alex put it as this feels really obnoxious is what he said to me in the cinema and I was like yeah you're completely right like it just they're shoving this style down your throat but you don't care about it because you don't really you don't really know what's going on you don't really care what's going on because it's all just montage and there's nothing really for you to uh, sink your teeth into the needle drop the needle drops are so bizarre because yeah some of them are like you know some of this i can point to individual ones and go that's a clever needle drop the ending of sympathy for the devil that's a clever mm. that's a clever needle drop devil we get it they, i mean they address it in the in the thing which i hate but um yeah. you know that as, that as a yeah 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 that whole fucking uh, yeah that sequence <laughs> but you know using that as a needle drop i'm like yeah. okay clever yeah that works but then there's also like boots are made for walking and one way or another and you know all these kind of um, diegetic needle drops and it's like stop just please it's, it, it, it became oh, it absurd like, after a while and they're not like if I I have like a really bad knowledge of like 70s music and 60s music if I if I'm like I know that song then it, like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, maybe it, maybe like you're laying them on the a most, bit thick maybe you're laying them on a bit thick yeah they really didn't have they didn't need to be deep cuts or anything I'm not asking for when that. They, when they sat in the edited room uh, and they were probably looking, they were like, oh, we need to fill this with a with a soundtrack. They literally just got all out 70s from Spotify yeah. and just went down the list. 100%. And then it was like, oh, oh this is going to be a clever one though because it's got the word devil in it. And they're also very... Excellent. They're also very inconsistent as well because there's like, there's like a lot of like rock and then there's like pop there's like ELO at one point it's like okay yeah. what, what's the tone of the what's film what's going on what's the tone yeah. of the soundtrack and this this is it was it I 
<laughs> the one thing about it that's so glaringly obvious for me that I can't unsee, that I don't see anyone talking about in terms of the needle drops, which a lot of people are talking about. Um, I have a, I know someone who is like a very big Disney fan and runs like a Disney Instagram. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I so I've I've seen a glimpse into the the marketing world of Disney and the merchandising side, and I know all of these movies. Uh, this person I know buys like a fat vinyl LP, and I'm like, so that's what, and I'm like, instantly, it, I think it got to like halfway through the film, and I was like, oh, this is for the album, so you can sell a fat yeah. soundtrack. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. And it's so glaringly obvious, and it's like again, the whole. In- You're never going to remember what song, you know, what song fit what scene though, because it was all just so Kinda. crammed together. But then my you other, I mean? my like, other thought is like. Is it like a, um, is it like a TikTok thing? You know, and this might sound really stupid, but like, you, if you create associations with songs with scenes, you can have those scenes mm. in, you know, in TikToks or whatever. Like, I know that sounds kind of silly, but like, that's that's what I was also thinking. Right. Like, yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not like far off because I imagine that CDs and shit like that, like, it's not that popular anymore, especially no. like with the younger audiences. So TikTok, like. They'd have, I'm, I'm sure there's been a conversation somewhere. There has to be, because it is like a huge part of marketing nowadays, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and it's and it's like younger audiences are coming to this, so they're not gonna yeah. be as you know astute to these to these songs and references. So they're gonna be like, oh, that's really catchy. What is that? And like, I wonder if it's just like a marketing level on that level, on that kind of plane, you know? Yeah. Um, it just it just became it very glaringly me. obvious to me, and I do think they harmed the film. Like, I do think it. It, it, again, it makes it, it, have it takes this kind you out of, of the whole world that they're building with every other thing. It makes it have this really like, wishy washy feel to it, and it just makes and, and it, the on the nose nature of it being so bashing you over the head combined with the dialogue. Uh, it just, yeah, it was too much. Yeah, it was just a bit too much. This, Disney films, when I think of Disney films, I, I, I always think of how the soundtrack sucks you into their movies. You think of like the soundtrack for Up or Ratatouille or Wally or Toy Story, like, you know, like all these animation yeah. films, and you're like, like, like you can probably hum the tune to them because they're so unique and help build that world. And you see stuff like this, is which is live action, and you're like, why aren't they doing the same? Yeah, because I'm seems sure like there was all of those montage sequences could have been scored yeah. into this into a theme for this movie that would have helped. I think engaged the, everyone so much more than just being they felt lazy yeah. that no one really cared and, and, and that kind of came across in the writing as well if you look at like you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy obviously that was very well known for its needle drops and that was like a yeah. big part of the marketing and everything but like it works because they've thought about it on more than just like a, oh isn't that clever that this relates yeah. to the scene like it's more of an emotive thing um, like we mentioned this in Drive like they need, yeah, they are very on the nose, but it's about like a core emotion, and they're not like every other scene, you know. There's like three, three big tracks in that soundtrack, and yeah, and I'm sure this mm. does have like a, an original score, but I don't remember it, you know. That's the problem. Yeah, you have absolutely no idea. And it's like um, when you've got this really bombastic, yeah, and when you've got these really bombastic characters like Cruella and the Duchess or whatever the Count, whatever fucking name was, um, <laughs> you know, they're worthy of having like a unique theme and like an interesting one that like yeah, someone's definitely. like you know puts put some thought into. 
Like, why not? I don't remember any of it. Like, I don't remember any of the score, and it's really sad. Um, I mean, I don't think there is. Right. I don't think there is much. There's only one scene I remember having a score. I can't remember how it went, but it was the Which only scene. scene. Was it? it was like where she's, you know, literally talking to the camera about her mother and everything. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Well, um, and that did, yeah. that was scored, but like it was just kind of generic. I don't really remember it. And it's like, well, that's meant to be a really powerful moment, you know. Um, yeah. Weird. It's just weird. It's just such <laughs> a weird film. Just kind of, the conversation <laughs> falls flat because it's like, yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just very frustrating because you knew... I, I think this is definitely a movie that I would have actually, out of the live-action ones, I would have preferred. Um, yeah. But so many little things let it down that it made it more frustrating to me than some of the others to be honest I don't think it's um, I don't think it's terrible I just think it's just no not, not at all not a great movie you know like well not a good one at least um, it's be- it's better than a, it seems to me that it's a bit better than some of the live action ones that we've got it's definitely better than The Lion King yeah. um, at least it's an original the Jungle story Book. yeah exactly they're, which, they're trying really hard to do that now <laughs> which, which is a miracle is, you know that it's yeah, like not just a, a miracle 101 dalmatians remake like because they could have just done that they could have to be fair and they didn't um but it's still like sad said, it's still sad that it's like you know it's still an ip and it's not like a because because the thought was crossing my mind of like does this need to be cruella like does it actually need to be cruella like why why can't it be like a devil wears prada kind of mashup thing yeah but like it's just some character like I don't know why not why don't you just make a new franchise for the first time in like 10 years yeah because it is very suck because that's what I mean like it is unique like I do I know it sounds I know it sounds uh, diminutive or whatever to call it Devil Meets Prada Meets Joker but you know it's, I'm it also is, you're not that's, that, a, yeah. that's a good pitch as well like I'm I am down with that pitch I'm not against it I'm just I'm aware that that is a thing you know I thought the trailers for this were really good as well they didn't lead too much on um, and it played with the soundtrack very well Um, I think I went in just way too high of an expectation because Disney are great at marketing Um, and that sounds weird when you go into a kids movie and you're like oh this is going to be amazing but Disney do that that's what they do you know they make adults go into kids movies and and ball their eyes out or yeah i mean kids aren't you know, really turning up for films really no it's not the demographic not. anymore that's why this isn't like g it's like pg-13 or whatever because sure yeah you know it's like well 12 year olds aren't coming to this so <laughs> yeah that's true and it's it's annoying that this is again like wonder wonder vision uh, it's kind of disney's oh this is their edgier one this is one of the more kind of perhaps interesting ones and you go oh really <laughs> oh no so what are the more generic ones going to be like um which is uh yeah it's a, it's just a shame it is it, it it fell flat in many places and i don't i think i did kind of grade it too harshly when i first went in but i think that's because there was so much that i came out of it like that's so annoying uh, you know the whole movie was just an annoyance because um, as soon as I thought I was starting to enjoy it, there'd be something that would just ruin it, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say as I hate it. It's been no weirdly on my mind a lot, and it's why I wanted to talk about it because <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah, it's fair. I'm just fascinated by it. I just really, I'm like, wow, yeah, these are movies now, isn't it? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is a thing that got made that's going to get a sequel, apparently. Like, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'm down to to see Emma Stone uh, as that role again. Like, I hope that she puts a a little bit more forward. I'd like to see her go down that more kind of, if they're going to take her down the evil route and they're going to make her a villain. I think she'd make a great villain. Um, the, the performance in this are fun. Uh, I really enjoyed them and it's pretty much the only thing I really enjoyed um, other than the, as you mentioned, the costumes and the design of the film. Some of the cinematography was quite cool, um, but a lot of it is just, conf- the choices they make are very confusing um, and don't land very well. And it just ruins it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> just kind of ruins it, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of messes with itself. It's like, I don't know. And it can be, like, pick one, I'd say. Pick one. You would just mm. be fun, a fun romp with Cruella de Vil. Or, it's like, or if you want to be introspective and have something to say, and fucking have a think about it, you know? <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's true. I did want to mention one of the other things that they were kind of selling with this was that this had uh, Disney's first openly gay character, which they've done this quite a bit recently. Uh, Mm. This is a headline that I've seen many times. Uh, I think Rise of Skywalker had one. Um, Not a main character. Um, I think Endgame. It feels feels a bit kind of tokeny, doesn't it, at this point? Well... It feels a bit kind of on the nose. I wanted to talk about... I'm I'm not a gay man, so... I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of turn. Um, so the gay character is her friend at the fashion shop who um, is this kind of Bowie-esque kind of guy. Um, mm. And, you know, it's like he's, he's not openly gay because there's no implication of, like, he has a boyfriend. You know, there's nothing like that. Um, and it's like, you know... It's like, oh, how do we know he's gay? Oh, well, he's he's the fashion guy and he's a and he's a complete fairy. Like, you know, like isn't that more yeah. harmful? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it basically works out that way. It felt that it was all uh, it was pretty much amongst the montage, and then you had a scene where you're introduced to this character in the fashion shop, but like, he doesn't really get anything to do. No, he's just kind like, of there. In the movie, he's yeah. just kind of there. And, and I it, felt it the feels same. very tokeny. And it's like, oh, if you're going to do it, like... I felt the same about her friend from the school, the and who becomes like a reporter. And it's like a black oh, woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that felt yeah. very tokeny to me. Like, I don't know. Like, you fucking make him a character. Give him something to, give him something to do. Have him be yeah, important to a scene. neither of them had any unique, uh, unique attributes to the story, which is so, like... It just felt like, oh, fuck you, Disney. You know, like, you. it felt like they were meeting a quota... Yeah. But didn't really care. I guess. And that's so fucking disappointing. I guess, um, like, the actor who plays Horace, I believe he's mixed race, so there is, like, some representation there, but, yeah, it's still very well, to do, very if you're going to go down that route, then, don't make, you know, both of her, um, don't make both of those characters who are always with her and are huge part of the story, both two white men, or whatever. Or, or if you're going to go down that route, like... Make one of those characters. Yeah, um, you're going to introduce if, um, in that I, in that role. I guess it's just like 
cool. It's a it. No, it's not even a. St- I was gonna say it's a step forward. It's not even a step forward. It's just like I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, it feels anyone. almost like a step backwards because of yeah. it. It's like, um, this is, token- this it's is tokenism. It- like you know. Like, yeah, it's awful. Um, especially because like I, I like um I like that character too. I like uh, I think his name's Art. Uh, I like him. Like he was fun. Art, yeah. Yeah, he's like I, I don't know. Fun part of the movie. Have him be a part um, of the film. Thought- <laughs> you know. Yeah, like. It felt crim- they set up like a really interesting friendship between them, yeah. and then it's never addressed. Or if you want to and- do the, if you want to do the like, oh, you've gone too far thing. Like, would it make sense for like either him or the reporter to like be that character? You know, like yeah, they had they had absolutely no like central involvement no. in the story. They were just sidelined. They were just like, Why would there. you do that? Why would you do that? Well, like, like you know, unfortunately, make him, make him the character make him important for yeah. a scene, like. Where the story would be no different if the character yeah, they wasn't in the film. <laughs> exactly. If, I guess he's like arts the explanation for where she's getting like the the outfits from, and they do have roles, but it's like you know they're not really doing anything. Let's be honest. Well, again, like <laughs> he comes in towards the end when they make the big show to go against um, the Baroness's like big show mm-hmm. where they're working in the house, but yeah. like you never see him. He kind of comes up in the lift and he says, "Right." That were taken over. Yeah, he's just part, and then, like, part of the crew. It, but he's not really though, because you see him like so little, and it's like he's as much. What are we doing here, guys? He's as much of a character as like the dogs are, you know. <laughs> literally, literally, and that's, that's so that's so awful. Um, like, make them part of the story. I mean, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you can't find something for them to do or whatever, then don't fucking sell you it as like. In there. Don't sell it. Well, just don't sell it as Disney's first openly gay character because it's like there's no. Again, the only way we would, the only implication of his sexuality is his characterization, which is very like, you know, again, like maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but it's very you know generically like, oh yeah, he he's the gay guy because he's he likes fashion, he wears look, makeup, yeah. What a what a gay, you know? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's like that's kind of how they're they're pushing it, and it's like yeah, like come on, guys. You and, know? It's, and it's like you're not fooling because I brought up you're not fooling. I brought Rise of Sky, Rise of Skywalker, and the other ones because it's like this is easily something that you can like skirt around so you don't put off people who are homophobic. Like I think in when they showed Rise of Skywalker in China, like they just cut out those gay characters. In in because they're like just in the back, like two girls like kiss in the background, and it's so easy to like cut it out, and it's like, oh, well, you're not pro anything then. <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember that happening. If I'm going to be honest, well, no, because um, it's not important. It's, they aren't like in Rose's Gold, they weren't yeah. even characters. Like they were just people in the background. They were just extras. extras yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, ridiculous. Like you know, there's a lot of just. Well, they had. Yeah. There's a lot of this stuff right now. I like I read. I was reading an article today, like Marvel confirms Loki is gender fluid. And what? yeah. And like there's there's pretense for that okay. in the comic. Um and I think they're gonna explore that in the show to be fair. I'm not gonna say anything. Um But it's like okay. I don't know. Is he? Is he really? Is that actually gonna be like an important part of the character? Probably not. <laughs> so Or are you just putting it in there for for it, this for this quota. It's the JK Rowling thing where she's like, Yeah, Dumbledore was gay all along. It's like, okay, well it never came Bollards. up. It never came up. <laughs> yeah. Know? That um that's the problem with it. It's not me saying like or us saying 
they, they shouldn't be in there then if they're not important to the story. No, yeah, it's of just course. Like, well, they should be in there, but then make them fucking important. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, well, they don't have to be important. Just don't have it be so obvious what you're doing. <laughs> it, doesn't, it just it, felt offensive. Because it, is, it's a new form it, of, felt, it yeah. is a new form of tokenism, in my opinion. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, and it's so blatant, and especially with Disney stuff as well, it feels that they have the biggest quota of them all. Oh, yeah, but they said it for themselves. It's not like some external board comes in. They're like, you must have a gay character in your film. They said they said it for them themselves because it definitely exists. But it's like they but they they navigate it as if it's like a problem or like yeah. a, or like we it gets talk, in the way. We and can't it's talk like, about it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's like, well, why aren't we talking about it? Because you don't want to, you know, like with the Skywalker, Skywalker thing. Because you don't, you want to be able to sell to China. It's like okay, well, do you care? Do you yeah, is, is this a really you know? This is coming up all the time these days about brands <laughs> and brands being allies. It's like, well, do you really care? <laughs> do you really care? Yeah. Or you know? Or do you yeah, do you just want to do you just want a good article that you can click? Like I don't know. It's um yeah again and to bring it back to Cruella, yes. it, it's all these aspects about it where like from a marketing level and like. As a case study of a modern studio movie, I'm like, wow, what a weird place we're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a weird, what a weird, weird world we live in. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, but there you go. That was that was yeah. Cruella, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we have much gas in the tank left for No, no. We'd have more. I'd, but- I'd suggest going to see it if you if you watch Disney films or like you see it on Disney Plus. Like, well, think, give it a watch just to. I think that's a given. To, yeah. Yeah, just it is different, but it doesn't mean that's a good. That means it's a good movie. It's just different. Like it's probably the performances. It's probably fun fine. enough. It's probably a fine yeah. movie. It just kind of left a bit of a if sour taste in our mouths. I think if you sat down with your kids and you want to watch a, a movie that's going to be a, at least a little bit different from fucking like Jungle Book or you know or something like that, then this is different. But. Yeah, you know how we feel about it now. Um, but yeah, it was. I hope that they continue with this adventure into um, the well, just strange realms and different realms of character uh, and IP. But I hope they just put a little bit more fucking thought into it. And I, uh, we've spoken about this in the past with things like Aladdin, um, just in person, not on the podcast. But Disney seemed to have this weird thing where they like to kind of turn their directors black and white and take a lot of the colour out of what makes them so unique. Um, the, the fact that a lot of people find out after the film that Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin and they're like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't like, it? <laughs> it's like, I don't, and the reason why it's so shocking is because like you'd watch it and it doesn't feel like a Guy Ritchie movie. No. It's like, why get these people these directors to direct something when they specifically have a very, they're known for their, their way of directing and just put them through the blender. And it feels that like they, they kind of did like, I could tell that the director was trying to squeeze as much unique style out of this as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, Disney seemed to just, they're harsh on it, man. They really need it to look very specifically and feel very specifically and 
be worded in a certain way and obviously it all goes back to the whole heartbreaking conversation of <laughs> like someone like Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man because it's like they're just trying to squeeze out of them um, like your film can't look like your other films and it's like well why'd you hire me then um, and I really hope that they they get out of that I think they're beginning to to realise that they're doing it with you, you see like the Eternals and um, who is it that's directed the Eternals again who just won the BAFTA uh, Chloe Zhao or the Oscar yeah she was she mentioned to say that you said about how she had to really fight to film a lot of it in like natural spaces and stuff like that and yeah. they are adhering to it it seems that they are um, they are beginning to trust their directors to I can't remember um, yeah. love these IPs and, and I can't and remember where I, re- I, so I heard this it was I heard someone said this somewhere and I found it very interesting that they said like you know Disney's in a really unique opportunity with their movies because they have the budget mm. to do absolutely insane stuff and in terms of like visual effects stuff like they can really push the boundaries in, in ways that other studios just literally cannot afford to do and it seems yeah. like the selling point of Eternals is a little bit like we're going to give you like a really visually like put on some level and like I think that's why you would get someone like Clojure on it's like we're going to do something visually interesting with a big budget um, and yeah I, I wish they would be more experimental and I think you could even say this about Cruella, that it's, you know, despite the fact that it's a live-action thing of an old IP, it is different on some level. Um, mm. but, then it's, but then also I just feel like it is chasing a trend a bit. I do feel like someone saw Joker and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which hey I, guys, this did really well. Yeah. But as an R-rated film... Well, the rate, uh, the, again the rating I don't care it doesn't matter um, I know but I feel like Joker had a lot of, no, a lot of the reason what, it doesn't matter oh, oh come on Alex I think the, a lot of the reason why um, Joker did so well was because of uh, it's R rating and the violence that it was able to put across not that violent. it works for that it's character in the, the story it works for the character yeah sure but like it's not really that violent you know uh, I guess I don't know well, it's, it's, it, I don't think it matters really I see why it would well in the grand better. scheme of things it in the grand scheme of things it, it it really doesn't but then it does give you more stuff to work with and you have to choose it depending it's it's an interesting discussion because like the difference between the age of what you can do is sometimes so minute like for example going from 12 to 15 like that's such a tiny jump and you get not much to play with as opposed to jumping from 12 to 18 or like ah well i guess i guess i'm just do a lot more i guess i'm just disagreeing because with with this specifically because with cruella yeah. because it's like oh it, it really doesn't matter it doesn't no no one wants to see the r-rated cruella film you know absolutely not no, no. <laughs> it doesn't work in this circumstance but i mean in the terms of like they did like an anti-hero story i know it doesn't matter because it's disney like it's yeah. not what they were trying to accomplish with it but it, then it's silly for them to look at Joker it's just, it's and not, be like... It's not what the film's up to, you know. It's well, not what this is exactly. up to. Exactly. No. Like, but like, yeah, then Joker again, is, they would look at something Joker like Joker and be, be like, ooh. Joker's trying to be shocking and a bit violent, you know. So the rating is understandable. But this isn't trying to, like, this, you know, Chrono isn't, like, murking people in this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's, it's, it's going with the kind of same theme and style in a weird way. I don't think that has anything to do with it, it, well, it, age rating, though. 
Well, no, but if you're trying to go with the same kind of theme and style, you've got to look at the other aspects to why it worked for that film. And a lot of the reason why Joker worked was mm. because of its rating. No. Well, theme and style is, a, is just an aesthetic. It's not got anything to do with content, really. You know. Well, to an extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of um, Corella, it really... Really, it, it could be a PG, it could be a 12, it could be a U, it really doesn't matter in terms of this film. But yeah. it's just weird that they would look at those things. I think the only reason... kind of boundaries different. If I'm thinking about it, like the only thing that makes it a PG in this is like, she gets drunk at one point and like... Uh, oh yeah, there's like that's a, true. There's a death. But, you know, there's deaths and like Gs. The hilarious cliff jump, yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Like, oh, it was so good, guys. It's so good. It made me want to show a scene where her mother used like a parachute out of nowhere because uh, her oh, parachute was made out of her dress wasn't it yeah um, like she didn't have a big back rucksack on that's almost why it was so convoluted because I was like she's so good at making stuff she's able to hide a parachute that worked out of her dress and it was like <laughs> right <laughs> okay <laughs> she could have just not fell off the cliff also, or like- there might have been like a platform <laughs> just below so she wouldn't have to fucking fall yeah, you're I, not tricking the audience, are you? I was expecting that she was just going to be holding on to the edge. Also, I love how Jasper is in like a dinghy and it's like fucking rapids. <laughs> it's like horrible yeah. water that would kill anyone who tried to swim in it. And he's just in like a wooden dinghy. <laughs> he's fine, mate. He's absolutely fine. No, and cool. she was able to like land perfectly as well with those gales. Um, yeah. It didn't like... <laughs> no training. She didn't deploy it and it didn't just like <laughs> smack her into like the... Uh, into the mountain yeah. and the sharp rocks you know, yeah, that, that was fine you know it's whatever it's, it's silly to, it's whatever it's, it's silly not to, supposed to make fucking sense no it's silly to be grander about it but like I think yeah. it's, it's that thing where like where the story is staffed yeah when, but when the story isn't engaging you like my mind just tends to drift and like yeah it does yeah and like that was the whole thing with the dog murder where I was like I suddenly perked up and was like wait what's going what? on <laughs> Yeah, because you go into autopilot and you're like, nothing's really in it. Oh, fucking hell, she's fell off a cliff. Yeah. The dogs have pushed her off a cliff. And you see it coming as well, so you kind of prick yourself up in your seat and you're like, what? <laughs> Where the fuck's this come from? It was very interesting how they made the Dalmatians very evil. <laughs> oh, they were bastards. They were like they mean. Were they were buggers. Like mean dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she was just happy to have them. Yeah, and then they're part um, of the crew. <laughs> they're part of the gang. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> there you go, folks. Do you want to Cruella? Yeah, Cruella. <laughs> right, well. Time to sign off. Time to sign off. For another off. day. For another day. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh... As always, keep up to date with the show. Follow us at Twitter at Final Draft Show, Instagram Final Draft Pod, on Facebook at Final Draft. You can email us at Final Draft Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please mm. leave a five star review. Um, and if you really love the show and you want to support it, go to patreon.com slash Final Draft. Five pound a month gets you access to the writer's room. Again, monthly bonus episode where we just talk, shoot the breeze, talk shit, talk movie news, and have a bit of a laugh. Um, I don't Love know it. what the next one's going to be because we're recording this in the future. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, time travel. Um, 
if you have joined it, oh yeah, joined the Discord too. There's a link somewhere on the socials. Um, if you want us to cover mm. something in particular, just drop it in the Discord and we'll talk about it. And if there's a new thing that you think we should check out, we'll go watch it. Um, and just have a chat and say hi. Don't be don't be a lurker. Say hello, you freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, uh, be nice, Alex. I'm being nice. I'm being nice. Right. That's that, that's a scary thing. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, this is well. I you don't want me to get out, crew, Alex. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. It's about Don't as clever as the film, does it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So it's very cl- right. so it's very clever because she's called Cruel and then Devil, but it's pronounced Deville. Did you get that? Did you notice that? It was very subtle. It said it on the number plate. It said Devil, though, but they, it was, it was it's like... It's pronounced Deville. It's not actually. It's... Mm. Or like um, how she'd roll it, like Cruella. It's not Cruella, it's Cruella. I'm Cruella. Well, no, I am. Oh, look at me! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had my cost meats today. I'm Cruella. I'm British. Look at me. I'm. Be- <laughs> I like my tea. This is the angle. Look at my ear. <laughs> I can't even do it. Even I can't do it. No, yeah, we can't even do it. What a failed attempt. Apples and pears. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go. Should we end the show? <laughs> yes, end the show. Okay. <laughs>